Hi, and thank you for joining us for In All Things, a weekly podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. I'm Rachel Joseph. Your host for In All Things is Dean Weaver, stated clerk of the EPC. The motto of our family of congregations is, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Now, here's Dean. And thank you, Rachel. As always, appreciate that introduction and a joy to work with Rachel Joseph here in the Office of the General Assembly. She serves us and the church and our benefits resources uh, department and um, is just a great coworker and friend and grateful for her contribution to In All Things, a podcast of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. Welcome back, friends. It's great to have you on another edition. And you know we drop these episodes every Friday and your favorite podcast distribution platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, all you have to do is put in In All Things, or you can always go to the EPC website and you can find it there too. But we hope that you will um, find this a useful conversation and our format is just that, it's conversational, and that you'll pass this on to your friends at your church, perhaps your pastor, your elders, a small group, wherever it might be, family members, Um, We just want to continue the conversation about what God is doing in and through the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. And there's a lot of things there to talk about, especially around our our gospel priorities, which help us get after the Great Commission. But one of the things that perhaps people don't know about the EPC is that we have this group called the National Leadership Team. And the NLT, as we call it, is a committee of the General Assembly that functions Well, similar to the way a session functions in a local church. It's not quite the same. A session is, as the Scots would call it, a court of the church. This is a committee, but it has the authority of the General Assembly to help conduct its business between assembly gatherings. And uh, that group meets four times a year. And we've just concluded a time of our national leadership team meeting. And we have some newbies, some people who have just come on to the NLT and now wondering what in the world did we get ourselves into. And one of those is in the studio with us today. Joy Williams is a ruling elder at Hope Church, an EPC congregation in Richmond, Virginia, and a new member to the NLT. Joy, it's a delight to have you on In All Things. Thank you, Dean. Grateful to be here. Yeah, we're going to get to know Joy a little bit in a few seconds, and she's going to share some of her observations about the EPC and and national leadership team and some of what God has called her to do, and we'll get into that in just one second. Before we do, however, I want to remind you that today's episode of In All Things is brought to you by BRI, Benefits Resources Incorporated. That is the benefits wing of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, which provides both health care and retirement benefits to our members, to our pastors and their families. And and the health care benefits are extended to all the staff of any EPC church. And uh, we have uh, well over 600 congregations across the country, and uh, we would like to see increasing participation in our plan because it's a self-funded plan. It's not uh, out there as a part of a larger pool with a whole bunch of other people. The money we have in that plan to help provide for people's health care needs is based on the money we have put into it. And the more people who put into it, uh, the better coverage we have, the less risk we have, and the lower rates we have. Uh, The less people who are in it, uh, the inverse is also true. But the thing I hope that you'll learn about Benefits Resources, Inc. is that the one, two, three, four, five people in the Office of the General Assembly who are here to serve the church 
are extremely capable, extremely dedicated, and extremely available to help serve the members of the EPC and whatever their health care or retirement needs would be. For example, did you know that in your retirement, that if you have retirement assets invested through Fidelity and the EPC's retirement program, you're able to draw from those benefits in your retirement as a part of an ongoing housing allowance, even when you're retired. So a portion of your retirement savings as you withdraw it can therefore be tax exempt. A lot of pastors didn't know that. There's a, a hundred little hacks like that that are available. And if you just want to call our office and learn about how we can serve you, whether it's wellness programs, um, 98.6, which is an online doctor available 24-7. There is a lot of resources that come through BRI, which is why we call them Benefits Resources, Inc. And uh, they're here to serve you. Okay, well, let's dig into our conversation today. And I'm just getting to meet Joy and getting to know Joy. And, and it's a delight to meet you and, and welcome you. And glad to have you not only in all things, but also at this new leadership level and the NLT. So as we start the conversation, Joy, help our listening community to get to know you a little bit. Give us your background. You're a Richmond girl. Oh, yes, I am. Uh, I was born and raised in Richmond, Virginia, and that is where I currently live. It's a beautiful city. It is. It is. a. Yes. If nobody's ever been there, Richmond is just a gorgeous city. It's pretty easy to navigate. It's not hard to get around. You're kind of close to D.C., but a little far enough away to mm-hmm. not be in the Beltway. It's got this historic quality to it, some beautiful parks. I mean, it's really a pretty special place. Absolutely. Like, yes, by Richmond being in central Virginia, you can get to the mountains or the beach or D.C. within 20 two hours right. so the best of all if you want to go to the mountains for the day or the beach for the day or hang out in dc then that's very doable if you okay. live in richmond all right so chamber of commerce central virginia joy williams is available to be your spokesperson <laughs> but yes uh, so born and raised in richmond uh, went to school 30 minutes away from richmond that was not my plan but that's what happened uh and then after college got to have a job where i traveled a lot uh and that sent me to boston for a year and then I came back home. <laughs> okay. You, you were away long enough to know that you, you wanted to come back home. And now you're back home and you actually are working at Virginia State University. Tell yes. Us little, tell us a little bit about uh, VSU. Uh, so Virginia State University is um, a historically black college and university. is also a land-grant university, which mm-hmm. is kind of unique uh, for an HBCU. What's a land-grant university mean? So a land-grant university means that uh, when it was established... Uh, it was established under um, this land grant th- through the state. Okay. So it's a state-supported school as okay. well. Okay. Um, so like Virginia Tech is a land-grant uh, university. Uh, and they have an agricultural department just like, or College of Agriculture, just like Virginia State does. And they, they partner quite a bit. And so, yeah, so it's a, it's a land-grant university. I don't, I don't think people who aren't on the East Coast don't understand, like, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, they're commonwealths. Yes. They're not actually states. Right. And people don't think about that, but they're older than dirt. I mean, they go back to, I mean, the town I grew up in, when Pennsylvania, was founded in 1682. Mm-hmm. That's 100 years before the country was even officially a country. And so these commonwealth sort of things are just a little different sometimes right yeah so like virginia state was founded in 1882 wow so wow yeah. that's amazing so 
In, uh, at, at Virginia State University, you're a professor of what? Um, I'm a professor of applied engineering uh, technology, and I teach in um, a degree program called information logistics technology. Wow. So, all right, for the less developed minds among us, what does that mean? What do you, what does that really mean? Break that down to layman's terms. Right. So everybody knows what it means because of um, the supply chain issues that we uh, all experienced right. a few years ago. Uh, so I tell my students, like your parents, grandparents, they, they know what you're getting a degree in now. Like they didn't <laughs> know before, but they do know now. Uh, but all the tech, uh, all of the uh, analytics um, surrounding and in supply chain and logistics is what um, our students are getting a degree in. And so it dovetails very nicely into manufacturing engineering or economics. And so that's what I encourage most of our students to do if they want to pursue a higher level degree or graduate degree is to pursue one of those things. But it is one of the degree programs in our applied engineering technology department. The other ones are mechanical engineering technology and electrical engineering technology. Okay. Uh, and it has that technology piece on the end of each one because it is applied engineering. Gotcha. Uh, we have an engineering department, uh, but that is uh, theory, right? So you're getting a degree in, you know, engineering principles and theories, and they, like our students, can go on to get uh, extra credentials as an engineer as well. Uh, but in our department, it is very much hands-on, and you are applying that theory and those principles to some real-life challenges, problems, situations, or equipment. Okay. Makes a ton of sense. Excellent. So, But you're also um, a, a ruling elder at Hope Church in Richmond. Tell us a little bit about Hope Church. Yeah. So I joined Hope uh, back in 2015, and I've been there ever since. Uh, I was uh, ordained as a ruling elder at Hope in 2021, and so I'm in my last year of the three-year term to be on session. Uh, and so, yeah, so I've been at Hope uh, for a few years now, and uh, I was a part of their first multi-site, uh, which was Midtown. Uh, and then uh, we closed Midtown, and everyone you know that wanted to came back to West Creek, which is our main campus. Uh, and that's been that's been a good experience. Okay, so tell everybody a little bit about well, why Hope Church. What, how did you land there? What was your story of origin when it comes to Hope Church? Great question. Yes. Um, so I tell people it was Google and a very bold prayer. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I was looking for a, a new church to go to, uh, and I started googling. Okay. What did you put in Google? I'm just curious. What was in your search bar? Churches in Richmond. <laughs> okay, <All right. laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that elaborate a very or specific technology approach. Very straightforward, <laughs> direct, exactly yes, to the point. Okay. Exactly, and then yeah, Hope was one of them that came up and just looked at their their website and read uh, what they believed, and I checked all the boxes, and I was like, okay, they believe what I believe. This is great. Um, That's important for people to know who are listening in, Joy, isn't it? Too that the primary way in which people. Um, and this is an audio podcast, not a visual podcast. If you could see Joy across the table from me, you would realize she and I are not from the same generations. She's um, a decent amount younger than me, but your generation and younger tend to go and look and explore churches online first, don't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you started with a Google search, you see it online, checks all the boxes. What's next? Uh, so they actually happen to have um, uh a Thrive class going on. So that's women's ministry um, and meets uh, once a week. There's um, a morning session and an evening session. And so I started going to Thrive. Uh, and so I was like, I'm going to just, you know, 
dip a toe in first <laughs> and see what that's like. And so I did that and enjoyed it. And then I said, okay, well, let's try, you know, Sunday, Sunday morning service. And so I came to a Sunday morning service, really enjoyed that and uh, decided to just continue to come and see if my daughter, and she was younger at the time, uh, see how she would do in the children's ministry. And she seemed to enjoy that. And I knew that the multi-site was coming uh, midtown. And that was definitely where we were living at that time, closer than the West Creek campus. And so I knew that when I joined that I was going to go to that multi-site location. Okay. So um, by way of kind of extracting a few principles from your story, the, the front door, if you will, was was the internet, the website. But once you start inside the door, number one is this Thrive Ministry, which I'm guessing is the beginning of building some relationships, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You're starting to connect with people, and then you start kind of exploring some of the ministries that the church has to offer, and you find a, a worship service that connects with you, things that are really going to make a difference for your daughter, and, and then you start going, okay, maybe this is the place for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yep. And then, so the prayer part. <laughs> right. So the bold prayer uh, before I started my search was, Lord, I want to go and be a part of a church uh, wherever you want me to be. Mm. Um, and I l- literally said to, to the Lord, if it is the Korean church and I have to learn Korean, then okay. Mm. If it is a Hispanic church and I need to learn Spanish, then okay, but I want to be wherever it is that you want me to be. Mm. Um, so I'd grown up in in black church my whole mm. life, <laughs> right? And just felt this this pull, this tug of the Holy Spirit that you know God wanted me to just go somewhere different, somewhere that you know I've never been before in a different cultural context, and and so yeah, I was willing to do uh, whatever. Lord wanted me to do and be wherever the Lord wanted me to be. So that was the bold prayer. Willing is the key word there, right? Yeah. So I want to dig down on that prayer a little bit because I'm Mm -hmm. convinced, Joy, you know, the older I get in this is that my prayer life has become a lot more simple. I know that might not sound right, but my prayer most times boils down to this statement, Lord, your will, nothing more, nothing less. Like almost everything I'm praying about usually comes down to that, right? Your will, nothing more, nothing less. And I appreciate the fact that your prayer puts you in the posture of not being a consumer. In other words, you weren't saying, I mean, it's important to say, okay, this church believes what I believe. They have programs and ministries that are going to connect with me and my family and these kind of things. But you really weren't going from a consumer standpoint. You were going from a Lord, I'm willing to go where you want me to go to connect with a family of faith where you want me. And if it's out of my comfort zone and it's a stretch i'm willing to do that here i am lord send me right exactly right yeah so that's a healthy way i think for people to think about looking at churches i think in your story there's a number of different principles you could pull out in terms of how people if they're listening right now and don't have a church home how they might go about uh, seeing where the lord wants them right yeah okay yeah well let's turn the corner a little bit you're okay. you're First time at the national leadership team, right? A little bit like drinking from a fire hydrant, I think, perhaps, especially the August meeting where we've just come from is our national leadership team retreat. A lot of information coming at you. What's your what's your first t- set of takeaways? And so I'm going to start with a little bit of confession. <laughs> okay. It's good for the soul. So yes, go it is. It. Yeah. Uh, so the dates for this meeting overlay classes starting at Virginia State. So classes yeah. started on Monday. Oh, my 
goodness. And then... Um, and your students are like, where's <laughs> Professor Williams? Yes. <laughs> and then my daughter, who is 16, just started her junior year, her classes for school oh, also started on Monday. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, this me- That meeting should have been a week earlier, but we had some other snafus that kind of pushed it out. So next year, we'll see if we can align it better for your schedule. No worries. So so that's what I was like. I want to do some confession first uh, before I answer that question okay. uh, because I was determined to be here in person. Wow. Okay. Uh, with all of that going on. And so, yeah, activated, you know, the team and did what I needed to do to have things online, virtual for my students this week. My daughter is very self-sufficient, super responsible. So thank God for that. Um, <laughs> and she can, you know, sort of manage things herself. But I was there, you know, the first day of schooling, then in the afternoon, late afternoon, got, got the flight here. Okay. Uh, but I did have a lot of prayer of, you know, Lord, please, you know, just let me be able to be here, like really be present, mm-hmm. um, knowing that I've got students that are starting class and my daughter is starting school. Like I really well, want to be here. Thank you for that here. sacrifice. <laughs> I didn't realize that's all what went into the calculus of you getting here. So thank you. That's, yeah, that's, that's yes. not, no small thing. Right. So, and then I am also an introvert. And so I looked at the agenda and I'm like, oh, this is a lot of togetherness. I know, right. Because <laughs> it's the retreat, you right, know. Right, right. And so I was like, okay, Joy, you know, social battery, like, Lord, please let it be powered up because I want to really be present. I really want to be here. Uh, so I wanted to leave with that first and then just say it has been a delight. I really enjoyed being here with everyone. Our first break yesterday, I just popped up and decided I want to go explore the office. Like, I want to see the people that work here. Mm. And Bob Schaefer was uh, in the hallway and he said, oh, you're Joy? And I was like, yes. And so, you know, we shook hands and he's like, well, I said, yeah, I'm just exploring. Like, I just want to see, you know, where everybody works and, you know, what the office is like. And he said, okay, I'm going to give you a tour. Right. There you and go. so I got a tour on our first 15 minute break and I got to meet lots of folks that were here and working. And that was a delight. I really did enjoy that. And then just, you know, our prayer time together in the meeting, the devotions, uh, what I really uh, enjoyed was just the worship, like starting with worship and having Gabriel with his guitar and all of us just singing together. That was pretty special. So, yes, I've definitely enjoyed, you know, those pieces of it, the relational pieces of it. But then also just learning more about EPC and about where we're headed and the gospel priorities and just the cohesiveness and collaboration that's been going on for the last few years and how that is, you know, just going to be propelled forward. And so that makes me really excited. Yeah. Well, one of the things that uh, I served on the NLT for six years myself, Joy, before all of this, and it was my experience, and I've observed from other people as they have rotated off after their terms, that it's um, it's really almost a discipleship time, too. Like the relationships that you build, the things that we do, it's not just we're coming in and kind of doing this kind of like arid, abstract business our faith, and I call it our worshipful work. So framing it with singing and praying and time in the scripture as we weigh into these heavy matters that that give stewardship to the mission and vision of the denomination, it sets the context, it, it, it frames everything, it informs everything. So much like our General Assembly has worship at the beginning and the end with kind of that equipping so too does the leadership team that shepherds that work. It has a time of, of worship and times of teaching and times of fellowship and times of laughing and fun. And I think you were with the ice cream crew. I was with the ice cream crew, yeah. yes. I was with the cigar crew. You were with the ice cream <laughs> crew. 
but uh, you know, to me, the social time, even around the meeting stuff, is as important as the meeting stuff itself. Now we do a lot of heavy lifting yes. and get a lot of stuff done. And I will say, as one introvert to the other, I designed the schedule and I look at it and go, "Ugh." <laughs> <laughs> but we also have some some downtime built into that. Unfortunately, this year coming into our retreat, we had a gospel priority right. retreat with our staff. And so my introvert is screaming right now. Like, I love you, but I can't wait for you guys to go home. Right, you know? yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the one thing you would want people to know, right? If you've got, um, you, know, you go home from here and you're like, hey, I'm on this podcast and you pass the link on to some of your friends and so forth. What would you want the people at Hope Church to know if they listen in or other EPC churches to listen in about the EPC that you've discovered here from this experience, uh, maybe a surprise or, or something that is an encouragement. There'll be a takeaway that you would want to share. Any observations that uh, for those maybe new listening in that it would be helpful for them to, to understand? Uh, I would say that the EPC has a lot to offer. I mean, there's, there's a lot of resources that are offered at the denomination level to presbyteries, to local churches. And so I would just say it would be fantastic if Every church family in the family of churches of the EPC fully leaned in and participated and took mm. advantage of all of those resources through effective biblical leadership, through church planning, through church health, and you know some of these other uh, resources that we have available. But to me, listening in and learning and hearing from each group that there are these resources that are available and churches don't have to reinvent the wheel. They don't have to go searching, you know, outside of the EPC or outside of the denomination to procure or to use, you know, find any of these resources. There's, there's so much here already. Yeah. And, and so if you are wanting to examine your global mission program, right? maybe you want to grow it or evaluate it. We have a super talented global missions team that can help resource you and do that. They'd love to take that phone call. Um, we actually, the staff, some of the people you've met down the hall, like if someone is at a church that doesn't have a personnel committee or an HR thing, and they had a human uh, resources question, they call Marty Ratcliffe, our right. HR manager, and she can give them resources and practices in that way. Or if they have a technology question, they can call Scott Blanchett and Scott is going to help them with technology stuff. So, I mean, People actually answer the phone yes, yes. Right? and they will talk to you and they will help you set up online giving or they'll help you direct your, your resources however, like and connect you with other people that are doing some of those same kind of things. You know, someone calls us and says, well, what are we doing about hurricane relief in such and such a place? Well, we have people that help with that. Most of whom are volunteers and doing really like yourself who are just giving uh, graciously of their time. But the small staff that we have is super dedicated, super gifted, and their number one desire is that we say it all the time, uh, we're here to serve you. We're here to serve the church. And um, for a small family of churches, we've got a bunch of things to offer that could be really helpful. Yes. And as a ruling elder, I think what uh, gave me peace, what would help me to like sleep at night knowing, you know, all the resources that are available and churches participating in them is that they align with, you know, the gospel. They align with our, you know, our values and our beliefs. And to me, that is, that's monumental. Yeah, absolutely. I'm grateful to hear you say that. Well, any closing words, Joy, that you'd like folks to know? Uh, yeah. So I would just, uh, 
have some encouragement for folks. I was reading James 1, just a reminder of that, and to, you know, just count it all joy, like when you endure hardships or difficult times or things that are, you know, high stress, that you count it all joy, that um, the peace of God, you know, is always available, and that, you know, that endurance, that resilience really will carry you through. It helps to build you up for the next, right? And so, uh, in the peaks and in the valleys of life, you know, our faith and our relationship with the Lord anchors us. Mm. Um, and so we can we can um, be protected in those valley moments, but we can also look up to God and, and give thanks in those valley moments as well. Um, I'm also uh, reading a devotional through um, the Bible app called Defiant Joy. <laughs> oh, nice. So, you so know. Is that your first name, Defiant? <laughs> <laughs> Defiant Joy Williamson, is that, oh, it's a different joy, I'm sorry. It could be. I don't know. You, uh, okay. Well, I think I'm my parents and siblings know. might. Yeah. Right. Might that's a, that's that. another podcast. That is another podcast. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but I would just, you know, just want to encourage folks to, um, to seek joy in all things, even if it, even if it's, dif- it's difficult, you know, mm. that the Lord is there. He's, he's ever present. Um, he's, he's never going to leave you or forsake you. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out to, to join me in this conversation today, because it may be, that someone who's listening to this podcast tuned in to just hear that. All of the other stuff might have been prelude, and that that devotional encouraging word may have been exactly why the Holy Spirit guided them to be a part of our conversation today so that you could minister to their heart. So thank you. And amen. Thank you. All right. Well, it's a delight to have you here. This has uh, been a conversation with Joy Williams, who's a new member of our national leadership team in the EPC, and she's a ruling elder at Hope Church in Richmond, Virginia, and a professor of applied engineering at Virginia State University. And it's uh, just a delight to get to meet her, get to know her, and see how the Lord is going to use her. I know as we're um, doing all the work she described in terms of integrating these gospel priorities and, and helping to pull together, uh, as Michael Davis often says, we're better together. We pull together to go after the Great Commission. Uh, there's going to come a point in time when your skill set and data analytics is going to yeah. come helpful so we can track how we're doing. So I think God has brought you here with your skill set, your passions and gifts for a time such as this. I'm excited. Amen. Yeah. Well, my friends, that wraps up our conversation for today, and I hope it's been a blessing to you and encouragement. If it has, would you like us on social? Would you uh, forward this on to some of your friends or coworkers? We would appreciate that level of support that helps get the word out, and I think God is glorified as you do that. Our time will close today, as always, with that good word from God's word, which is Colossians 1, verses 15 through 18. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, all things were created, even applied engineering. All things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers, rulers or authorities, all things, my friends, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him, All things hold together, for he is the head of the body, the church. So yes, in the EPC, it's in the essentials, unity, and the non-essentials, liberty. But my friends, in all things, in the name of Jesus, love. So until the next time we gather in this venue to have this conversation continue, until then, I bid grace and peace to you. Thank you again for joining us. 
On behalf of the entire team, please join us for our next episode. For more information about the EPC, including a directory of local churches, visit our website at www.epc.org. I'm Rachel Joseph. I pray you have an overwhelming sense of God's presence in all things today. Thank you.